Your views, your news, your Limerick Today. Limerick Today. Limerick Today with Joe Nash. Minister of State and Limerick Finnegale TD, Patrick O'Donovan, is with me this morning. He's been taking a much needed break since suffering a medical incident when speaking in the doll at the end of June. Uh, good morning and you're welcome. Morning, John. Uh, so, how have you been and how are you now? Well, there was probably no hiding it anyway. It wasn't exactly the kind of a, um, a episode that you could get where you would... Uh, um, be able to go into hiding because it was, it was full blown. It was very public, and um, to be honest about it, it was very frightening. Um, and uh, I, I suppose uh, at the fir- for the first instance, anyway, no fault on poor old Eamon O'Keeve, uh, who I was responding to at the time in English and in Irish. Um, but look, I, I got a big fright. Uh, my family got a big fright. My wife and children got a fright, and I, I've, um, I've. I suppose over the last uh, nearly three months now since it happened all the doll recess uh, under medical advice um, basically being told to you know kind of um, wind it back a bit uh, and um, so I'm, I'm I'm back to work from from last week in the constituency uh, and back to work this week uh, in the department and look I'm delighted to be to be here with you this morning I've had the opportunity I suppose of, of doing something that I, I'm not great at probably doing no more than most politicians are um, not speaking and doing an awful lot of listening uh, over the last uh, 12 weeks um, so to this show and to other shows and um, sometimes uh, a kind of shouting at Alexa um, uh, realising there's no one listening um, but no look I mean I, I'm very fortunate and um, What have the doctors told you? Well, basically, look. I suppose you can you can burn the candle at both ends, and you can burn it in the middle as well. Um, and even though I'm only in my mid forties, I'm twenty years in politics this year, and I'm twenty years basically a full time politician um, since uh, I was first co opted to the council. And look, it's it's no more than anybody else. Um, I would never have diverted my phone for for. 10 hours, let alone 10 weeks. Uh, and I never took a proper uh, break from anything. I mean, you know, even on family holidays or, or anything like that, I would still be looking at emails. I'd be still responding to things. I'd be still onto the office at home. Um, and, and, and it catches up with you. And, uh, you know, then you add in, I suppose, the the the, the, the amount of travel that I do and the hours that we keep. And, you know, I was saying to... Um, uh, Jillian yesterday when we were talking about this you know one of my doctors was saying you know uh, when I would give him a typical week you know be on prime time on a Thursday night and be in uh, Limerick in Friday morning for to talk to Joe Nash like the sustainability of that is 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 really something I suppose that that you'd have to question, uh, and I've I've been given a um, I suppose a warning, uh, a big one, uh, and I've also been given a big fright. Um, but look, I I'm very grateful to to the team that looked after me, first and foremost in in the Dublin Fire Service who who do the ambulance service in in Dublin, um, my colleagues in the Dáil who who were there, um, Jack Chambers. Uh, and then Rabbit, my my the lads that work with me in the office in the Dáil as well, uh, and in Bowman Hospital, and you know um, my family have been very very good to me as well. I don't know, you know, this is not something that that they expected to see uh, or to hear on the radio. In some cases, you know, my the, the wider circle of my family that you know Finnegale TD Patrick O'Donovan has been taken to hospital. 
and then there's a kind of a radio silence. You don't know what what's on the other. And I, I suppose I didn't even see that from their perspective. Uh, and then you know even small things like um, the first day um, because of 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 infection control and everything else, my wife couldn't get into the hospital to see me. Um, so look, it's been. Um, I suppose it's a. Uh, it's so, so Bowman have been in charge of your care. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm under them. I suppose. Look where it, I, I. I'm very lucky where it happened. Um, that uh, you know that. Uh, um, I was very near an ambulance service, and I was taken to hospital. Uh, and I spent, I suppose, nearly the bones of just short of well, a little bit over two weeks altogether in hospital, and then uh, the recovery after that at home. Uh, and look, I'll be under their supervision for 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 the for the the foreseeable future um, no more than a lot of other people with medical conditions are so look What do you remember of the day in the doll? Well actually to be honest about it it was probably the, the you know some days you, you'd, you'd be stressed off your head if you've uh, uh, Joan Ash ringing you and, and eating the head off of you over something to do with budget <laughs> or something like that at nine o'clock in the morning and, and you're awake uh, the night before thinking what, what's that you know what going to ask me in the morning it, it was probably one of the least stressful days that I'll ever have um, I, I, I did an interview with, um, with Ivan Yates uh, in the morning and uh, I was walking up then in front of the gate he Theatre, the sun was splitting the stones. As you remember, the the end of June and early July was fabulous, and um, uh, there was a concert going on there. And I went into the doll, and I was answering um, a fairly, you know, a normal question to Eamon O'Keeve, uh, and then I then it was almost like um, a kind of lights out moment, uh, and. You know, I suppose since then, uh, I remember that's that's what I remember. But then since then, it's it's just been uh, uh, getting my energy levels back uh, and and kind of countering the tiredness. Um, and I didn't realize really just how tired uh, a person could be. You know, I got COVID twice, and I thought, uh, you know, the, the, the tiredness. Everybody talks about the tiredness that goes with that, um, but the tiredness that went with this was was um, a bit different. And generally, you know. Over past years, your health has been reasonably good. Yeah, look, I suppose I, I I'd watch it. I I I go for an NCT regularly. Um, you know, and, and I would encourage people to do the same thing. Um, and you know, you don't. Uh, and it's a cliche. Look, and it's you. Uh, you have no appreciation really of your health until something goes wrong. But um, um, there's a man that died. It's a kind of a half funny story, but a man died there uh, just last week. He signed my five nomination forms uh, for the five elections that I stood in Paddy Reedy in, in Newcastle West, a very good friend of mine. And outside the funeral, this woman who I don't know from Adam came up to me and she said, that knockout did you the world of good. And I don't know whether that was a backhanded compliment or something. I said to myself, well, how bad was I looking before I went in? Uh, and and she said, oh, you're looking great. She says that 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 knockout did you the world of good. And look, uh, it's the same in every occupation, you know, whether you're, um, you know, whether you're working in the private sector, or public sector or whether you're retired and no longer working. Um, it, it is important to check in regularly with the people that look after you. And um, uh, if I can take one lesson from that, it is that, you know, Everyone can be done without. Uh, that's the first thing. Uh, my office uh, in Newcastle West uh, kept the show on the road and I went to thank them. Uh, you know, the seamless kind of work that a politician does all the time. So uh, each in their own right is a, is a kind of a, a TD in their own right. Uh, and then they give a great service in my absence. Um, but the only place you can't be done without is at home. Um, and I'm very conscious of that. Like, Yeah, and we're chatting to Minister Patrick O'Donovan. I mean, the reality is that, you know, public figures, elected politicians, 
are clearly entitled to their privacy too, especially yeah. around health matters. As you pointed out, this happened very publicly. Well, there was no hiding it. There like, was no, no, there was no hiding it. So I, I'm asking this question, and you'll have to decide how you answer it. How are you right now? You say you're back at work, and you know. What more do you want to say about your situation? Well, put it this way: uh, the people that I'm very fortunate to be a patient of wouldn't be allow wouldn't allow me to be here with John S today unless they were satisfied that I was capable of going back to work. And I, I, I'm not the kind of a person that takes orders very lightly. Uh, and my colleagues in politics will will affirm that. Um, but I was basically, you know. Uh, uh, put a, there was a halter put in me, and they wouldn't have allowed me to go back on the radio, to go back to the constituency office, to go back to the Office of Public Works and the Department of the Gaeltacht, unless they felt that, you know, that I was in a position that I can do it. And I feel like that I'm back to where I was before this happened, you know, and I'm very fortunate. Um, um, but um, there are a number of learnings for me for the future in terms of the management of my own health uh, and, and my own well-being in terms of um, rest, um, proper diet, uh, you know, I exercise, but not enough uh, and, you know, sporadic things like that. So there there are a few life changes that, that mm. I that reluctantly I'll have to uh, yeah. abide with. But, you know, that's, that's and the other it. thing is, I mean, I've interviewed lots of people on this program over many years when it comes to, to health in various ways. And one thing that would come up from time to time is people would say when something like that happens, you know, as, as mm. it happened to you, that it takes time to mentally move on from it and and to believe that your health is back in the right place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you you, you can feel it yourself anyway. You know yourself. Your your body will tell you. Um, like uh, I suppose over the last uh, eleven or twelve weeks, you know, between bushes and and streaming and gardening and whatnot uh, that that I was doing uh, and and a bit of walking around the the area at home. You, your body will tell you that there's a limit to which it's still not ready to go back and you have to listen to it and I suppose you know <clears throat> I probably wasn't great at listening to my body you know driving up and down from Dublin uh, little or no sleep in the car late at night <clears throat> eating you know sporadically maybe not eating well uh, and all of that then manifests itself into uh, you know your body basically saying to you look we're going to give you one more chance uh, and you need to cop on a small bit because like all of us will be done without you know I mean uh, you know God forgive me, but like you'll you'll just become another name that Live ninety five will read out, and I, I don't want to become that. I'm only forty six, um. So look, it, it, it and I think there's for 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 people that would would know me, um. Some of them have kind of said, "Geez, you know something? Uh, I better get myself checked as well, uh, because this literally came out of nowhere." Were you surprised, <laughs> by the way, by the people that reached out to you in, during your illness? Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't. Look, I suppose people are very good. Uh, and, um, you know, I've, I've often uh, bemoaned on this radio station sitting in this chair, uh, you know, the keyboard warriors that have nothing better to do all day other than give out about people who are trying to do their best regardless of the political party. But in fairness, people from every political party and none uh, from all over the country. And I suppose in the job that I'm in, in the Office of Public Works, I see people at their very lowest when they have been flooded and things like that. And even people like that from, you know, from Wexford and the amount of mass cards that I got, uh, WhatsApps, 
uh, text messages even though when I opened my phone it, it was like it was going to blow up uh, because they all came in together um, so people have been very good and they've also been very understanding Okay and we're going to talk some politics uh, with Minister Patrick O'Donovan next uh, Lister says uh, Joe you haven't mentioned how many people messaged about scramblers that Gillian was asking about yesterday and uh, be very interesting to know well we're going to come back to that whole issue of scramblers we accept entirely that it is uh, on uh, the public agenda in a quite a significant way in parts of Limerick. And uh, Jay says, Joe, it is truly refreshing to hear you interview a politician on a human level. Uh, well done to all and the best of luck to Patrick. We wish him well. Well, let's, <laughs> in, in the immediate <laughs> moment, is, I go, is, is, I'm is not going to move on to politics. <laughs> so is this the non-human Joe? This is, this is the non-human This is bit. the non-human Joe. <laughs> right. So- I, I want to go back to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> so the Finnegale thinking, the, mm. the the big thinking that happens, um, Finnegale politicians come from all over the country. That's actually in Limerick next week. It is, yeah. It's on in the, in the Strand. So uh, the um, the Taoiseach and uh, Finnegale ministers and members of the Oireachtas will be here from Thursday to Saturday. And there's a number of events that are happening around it. Um, uh, out in the county, the the athletic track, uh, which uh, when I was minister for sport, I was very involved in. That's been opened by the Taoiseach on the Thursday, a- along with the the new um, uh, Fines Flying Boat Museum, which especially with the Marine O'Hara section, which is enormous. I mean, if anyone has been out there in the last couple of years, they won't recognise it with the transformation that uh, that has taken place. Uh, and as well as that, then Minister Humphreys has a number of engagements, including uh, in Broadford that evening. And then Friday, um, we have uh, the, the political meetings in, in the Strand Hotel uh, um, for the Oireachtas members and Saturday then uh, our councillors are joining us. So it, it'll be busy a few days here in Limerick. Right. And uh, you, um, I mean, look, there's a lot of issues on the agenda in the run into the uh, election, but one that happened across the summer that you weren't in a position, as you've explained, to comment publicly on, but you had commented on consistently for years was the situation at RTE. Yeah, look, I suppose I was above and beyond watching the the the, the Oireachtas proceedings. And the one thing that struck me is <clears throat> how, how are people surprised at this? Like, I mean... I, what shocked me was that people were shocked. Uh, and, and anybody that has been looking at this, like I was mocked uh, several times by national broadcasters. In fairness, uh, I was on with yourself and I was on with others, you know, Claire FM, KCLR, WLR, about this issue years ago. Uh, and and I, I always bemoaned the fact that there's an unsustainable uh, model for RT in terms of the public broadcaster. We need a public broadcaster, especially when it comes to the formulation of news. And, and I think that that needs to be owned and operated, not controlled by the state and funded by the state. However, there's public service broadcasts. Like what, what you and I are doing here is public service broadcast. And and the fact that that has never been defined uh, is, is something that I think is really one of the crux issues that will face not only RTE, but the future of broadcasting. And, and what I was surprise that was that there was so much surprise and faux outrage, you know, this fake outrage that people were horrified uh, over what? We knew this was happening. I mean, it, it shouldn't come as a surprise that the inflated salaries uh, are, are the order of the day of a certain group of people, while other people are on fixed term contracts or minimum hour contracts and treated very shabbily by that organisation. So look, I, I wish Kevin Beckhurst the very best of luck. I, ho- I, I, I hope he does a good job. I had a lot of dealings with him the last time he was in RT as head of news when uh, I was on the Oireachtas Communications Committee and RT were in another serious trouble. But like I hope they don't go down the same old lazy way now of trying to threaten 
the government by, for instance, announcing the closures of, of, of regional radio stations like Lyric here in Limerick and, and, and out, out, uh, because outside. they're looking for 55 million in the interim, aren't they? Well, I mean, when I heard that, I, I said, you know, in fairness, they've neck anyway, uh, uh, looking for 55 million. I mean, what I think needs to happen is they need to start realising their asset. It, a long time ago, they sold off a, a chunk of Montrose uh, for housing. By the way, not a single, for an organisation that has constantly attacked uh, governments, including myself, for failure to deliver housing, blah, blah, blah. Not one single social house was built on that property when it was sold. It wasn't conditioned. However, this time around, I think Montrose needs to be sold. I think the asset needs to be realised. God only knows how many hundred million uh, they'd get for it. There is no need for them to be sitting in the middle of the most expensive quarter uh, mile, square mile in the world, uh, certainly in Europe. No need for them to be there at all. And the salary situation has to be addressed as well. I mean, even if it is only uh, to 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 uh, kind of window dress, if we want to go back to get Joan Ash to buy a television licence, there has to be fundamental change. And I am sorry now, 300,000 or 200,000 or X number of 100,000 for an hour or two a day, that day is gone. And if they if they feel that they can earn it somewhere else, well, let them off. There's a whole pile of young, very good young journalists that have come through RT and Today FM and Classic and all that would gladly jump into their shoes. And to be honest about it, I don't believe that there is any appetite now to fund that organisation out of, by the way, the, what, what some of the opposition will say is, or oh, the government should fund it. In other words, it's only the people who work will pay for it. Like water. The last time I was in with you, probably we were fighting about that. Like, so what will be the next utility? It'll be free. So we'll have free water. We'll have free RTE, which is a public service broadcast. What's the next thing? Sure, if people decide, sure, I don't want to pay my ESB anymore. Will there be free electricity? One other thing I want to touch on, um, and obviously you'll be back to uh, between now and the election as well, and we'll debate lots of different things, is... Uh, the Newcastle West Garda station. What's happening there? So, so look again. I suppose over the last number of of of, of weeks, while I was out of action, um, the Office of Public Works have been busy uh, putting tender documents together uh, for two phases, uh, and we're glad to announce that uh, just uh, this week we have awarded the tender uh, f- uh, to local company uh, for the demolition and site clearance, um, and that will take uh, the demolition and site clearance itself uh, will take a couple of months. While that's going on, we will be issuing tender documents uh, to construction companies um, uh, while the demolition is taking place. The, the tender documents have been prepared for uh, the construction element of it and we hope to be able to award a tender for the um, the construction element of it, either the back end uh, of the autumn or certainly early in the new year. So it's funded. It's finally, uh, we had a lot of difficulty in terms of uh, getting it out of the starting blocks with um, uh, the Department of Justice, but we have that Started, uh, and I'm glad now that uh, we will see the, the the demolition and site clearance of the existing site, and then we'll move on to um, the finished uh, documents that will be able to be issued for uh, tenders uh, for local contractors and national ones and other ones uh, to build what will be one of the biggest guard stations in the region. Okay, uh, Finnegal TT for Limerick County and Minister of State Patrick O'Donovan. Thank you for Thanks your so. time this morning. WhatsApp or text Limerick Today now on 086 123 95 95.